Welcome to The Battle, part of the Super Awesome Mix Podcast Network. I'm Matt Sidholm, and this season, Jen Tully and I will try to determine the battle of 80s movie soundtrack songs. 16 songs compete. Every episode will have one battle, and in episode 15, we will crown a champion. We've got three categories to determine our winner every week. Number one is songwriting. How does it sound? How's the song written? Number two, critical reception. Did this win any awards? Uh, How did it chart? And then finally, number three, cultural significance. Do people know this song? Do people remember the movie? How does it resonate today? So this week, we wrap up the love song division. It's number two seed, Against All Odds, from the movie of the same name by Phil Collins, taking on In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel from the movie Say Anything. And Jen, we were talking off air. This might have been the closest battle we've had yet. I'm never going to be able to judge this round. I can't. I'm like, these are two, like, this one's so hard. I completely agree. This was definitely the most difficult, uh, difficult one to determine a winner. Yeah. I mean, I went back and forth on this one because I love the Peter Gabriel song, In Your Eyes, like just from a, a song standpoint. But then when I'm revisiting Against All Odds, I'm like, why isn't this song on the radio as often? You know, like, I feel like In Your Eyes so still true. gets a ton of radio plays. Against All Odds, kind of few and far between, but this is, I mean, is it Phil Collins' best song, maybe? It's way up there. I mean, you know, um, coming in the air tonight, what's the, what is that? In the air tonight? In the tonight? air tonight, yeah. Official? yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that might be like his big, big, but this is, I mean, this is way up there. And I think the other interesting thing that we should call out at the top of this for us old schoolers is that this is kind of a Genesis battle, right? Like a lot of people don't yes. know that the band Genesis, <laughs> Peter Gabriel was the original lead singer of Genesis. So you kind of have this going up too, where both of these guys kind of grew up in the same band. And so I think that um, most people associate Genesis as being a Phil Collins band. But those of you that don't know, Peter Gabriel was actually the original lead singer of that band. So um, I think that that might be another reason why this one's so perfectly matched. But I think when we get into, you know, songwriting and we start talking about Against All Odds, I just think it sounds perfect. I think the lyrics are perfect. The end. I mean, (laughs) I think it's like, you know, it starts so strong. Like, how can I just let you walk away? And like, just his longing, like the, the emotion, the despair with which Phil Collins sings this song is like palpable. It's almost like another character in the song, you know? And then you build and build to this end, you know, but to wait for you is all I can do. And that's what I've got to face. I mean, it's just so like, he's so raw. And I think that was one of the first times I remember hearing a song sung by a man, especially that felt so vulnerable. And so like, you know, if this was a female song, it's like, love fool by the cardigans right like it's that <laughs> it's almost like that desperate such a major downgrade Jeez, uh, but you're right no i agree his voice carries this and i'm also glad you mentioned in the air tonight because that's so famous for like the drums kicking in but you get yeah. that same effect in this song right as totally. you get the soft piano and the, the drums kick in and you're right it's the music and his voice that just gives so much emotion to this song And I think that's the part that even though I love In Your Eyes, like, I I don't know, I just feel like from a song standpoint, like the lyrics and the music, and then I think the one that tips the scales for me is just his voice, like just being like, 
so, yeah, like the like you said, just the despair and the vulnerability. I don't know. I think that just stands out to me every time I revisit the song. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then, you know, if, as we transition, though, into In Your Eyes, same thing. You get this really, like, beautifully written song that's so poignant, you know, I can see the doorway to a thousand churches. I mean, like, okay. Like (laughs) anybody who dropped that line on me, I'm like, whatever you want to do. Yep. Let's go on a date for sure. Like, I mean, it's, and again, this one too, at the time sounded really different than anything else on the air. It's the first time I really remember hearing, well, maybe in like some early, like Paul Simon, Grace Landy. I can remember hearing some of that like Afro beat stuff, but this one really, I feel like brought that to the forefront you know, and, and the African influences, um, you to endure singing and almost chanting at the end. You know, I think that it's just, you go, you get something that you hadn't heard on mainstream radio before in this song. So almost like what we were talking about last weekend, um, I melt with you, like this song gets points for me as well for just sounding unlike other songs on the radio at the time. You're right. Yeah, this is nothing. I mean, the song came out in 1986 and then, you know, got attached to the movie, I think, in 1989. But, Mm -hmm. you know, at that time, I mean, this sounds nothing like a quote unquote 80s song, right? Like there's not this like heavy synth rhythm or anything like that to it. You know, Peter Gabriel's look was not at all like an 80s kind of thing. So I think it's, yeah, I think there's less of that association, but I think it only adds to the credibility of the song. Like, it's just a really good song. One thing I'll note as kind of a downside is the full version is like seven minutes plus long, yeah. right? And that's kind of a longer song. And the last, you know, half of it really, you know, you, you just kind of get the rhythm and the, you know, kind of background singing and, and all that. There's not the you know, this isn't a seven minute song where it's just very lyric heavy throughout, right? It, like the lyrics stop after maybe three minutes at plus. And, and they came out with a shortened version when it got attached to the movie. Like there was sort of a radio edit that, that was probably more popular then. But, um, yeah, I, I would dock it maybe a little bit for, for that just being a, a little maybe too overdone. Yeah. Yeah. I can get behind that. And I think, you know, I think I will again, give both songs. I called it out and against all odds. So I feel like it's only fair to call it out in, in, in your eyes as well. I think this all, the song also opens so strong with love. I get so lost sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, like you immediately know what you're in for. You're in for this song. That's going to be um, just somebody really taking a deep dive into what it means to be in love. And so I think that, um, that lyrically, like these two are just, like neck and neck for me. So I think in this particular, you know, category, this is like, at least for lyrics and songwriting, this is a straight up tie for me. I really can't pick, you know, I, I, I agree with you, like sort of slightly edging to in your eyes, but I, I think, you know, if you expect me to be able to look at myself in the mirror again, you'll let me just call this one a tie. <laughs> I'm going to let it go. I'm actually going to give, I think Phil Collins' voice gives the edge to against all odds. Okay. I feel like his performance is so strong there that that I'm giving it uh, to against all odds in this category. Now, our next category, critical reception, this one's a little bit more lopsided. Okay. Against all odds, won a Grammy. Uh, it was nominated for an Oscar um, and a Golden Globe didn't win. Um, it did hit number one on the charts. In Your Eyes, like we mentioned earlier, was actually released in 1986, 
and then got kind of a shot in the arm when it was associated with Say Anything in 1989. So originally got up to number 26 on the charts, number one on the mainstream rock charts, and then had a little bit of revival a few years later with got to number 41 on the charts. Um, what's really unique about that is now you see something like that happening with, say, Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill when it got right. the bump from Stranger Things and the streaming numbers just go through the roof. I think this is a, even more impressive when there's that three years gap, three year gap. And obviously in the late 80s, there's no streaming, right? So this is just right. kind of a, people are buying either the full album or, or the single, you know, cassette or vinyl, whatever was out at that point. Um, so I, I don't know. I think that's a that's a pretty impressive feat, but but clearly from a critical reception standpoint, people loved against all odds. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, and I think you know, in your eyes, also gets a bump when people, however they stumble upon Cameron Crow, um, you know, whether it's Almost Famous or whether it's Vanilla Sky or whether it's you know whatever he is working on in a given moment. I think that. Um, People then often go back and dig into his catalog. And if you watch Say Anything, then this song becomes an immediate hit for you. And so I think that that's another thing is people often go back and revisit this movie. Um, And I think that for In Your Eyes, like even though from a critical reception standpoint, yes, I think that it has to go to Against All Odds. I think that it is impressive that In Your Eyes does keep finding some legs um, and people, you know, critics and the general public generally regard it as an amazing song. You know, it did hit number one on the U.S. Billboard mainstream rock tracks in 86, 87 when it first came out. Um, you know, number 26 on the Billboard Hot 100. I, I think that you're right. It, it did get a second life from Say Anything and continues to as people go back and rediscover, you know, the Cameron Crowe catalog. But um, I'm with you. I think Against All Odds has to win in this in this category. So you talked about how once people see the movie, they they have this strong association with the song. So that's a nice segue into the cultural significance category. And and this is where it gets really tough, right? Because, yeah, I mean, say anything, just the iconic scene with John Cusack holding the boombox, playing the song for Ioni Sky. I mean, you know, everybody knows that scene. And that's one that is referenced a lot in pop culture, right? The holding of the yep. boom box, you know, like, so that's something that's that's kind of timeless and, and has really held strong over the years. And this song is such a, such a part of that. Um, meanwhile, Against All Odds, like, I don't even know if I've ever seen that movie. <laughs> okay, well, don't. This is like, here we go, because I did. I went back before this battle and I'm like, you know what? I need to revisit Against All Odds. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute. And it's a Taylor Hackford film, right? Who also, Taylor Hackford also directed An Officer and a Gentleman, which we spoke about on our last battle. But um, yeah, this movie <laughs> does not hold up. I'm like, it's really, and, and, you know, when we talk about these songs being, tied with the movie and sort of that's what makes them so magical like the song alone is great but the song and the way it's tied to the movie is what elevates it at least for this particular season of the battle um against all odds really this song gets used in like a very strange place it rolls during the end credits when Jeff Bridges and Rachel Ward, these two main characters sort of realize that they want to be together but they can't be together because of really ridiculous circumstances (laughs) yeah i read Um, up on the movie it's like really overly complex it sounds like this plot and 
then you just have this well, song associated just, with it. Yeah. 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 They're like looking at each other. Like it's just kind of her looking at him and reacting while the song is playing. So there's no, you don't have a giant moment here. Like John Cusack with the boom box where you just know, like that's the whole movie, right? As soon if you're watching, say anything, as soon as that happens, you're like, Oh, well, this is it. Like <laughs> this is now my favorite movie. And this scene is why, yes. although I do love that, you know, we often force our dear friend Samer to like go down this eighties <laughs> rabbit hole with us. And he's like, so stalking and consent and things like that, like those weren't around in the eighties. Is that what I'm Wait, like led have, to believe? Have here? we made him watch say anything yet? Have we made him watch that? Well, I think remember like the whole like boombox thing. I think he has a problem yeah. with it. I think he's like, what? You can't just go to somebody's house and like turn on your stereo real loud. Like what? You okay. can't do that. I mean, that's fairly <laughs> innocuous, right? Come on, who's who's getting offended? I mean, I live in Texas. Like you could get shot, and I'm still like, now. Nah, he could do it. I, I wouldn't be. He can do it. I wouldn't be alarmed. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think from a cultural significance standpoint, this one gets pretty lopsided. And I feel like it's in your eyes and say anything. And that scene that really tips the scales for me. Whereas even though people know the song against all odds, I, I don't know if people have any idea about the movie. Like I just said, I've never seen it. And I don't even know if it's streaming anywhere. So it's not even like, well, everybody go to Netflix tonight and check out Jeff Bridges and Against All Odds. It's like, we can't even really throw people to that. Um, yeah. So I, that's yeah. where I think the cultural significance really, really tips to, uh, to, to, uh, I was about to say anything in your eyes. <laughs> Yes. I, you know what? You're right. I, I agree. I, again, as hard as this battle was, because from just a straight song standpoint, I feel like I love these songs equally. But if we are speaking of them in terms of the films that they're in and the films that they support, and again, sort of that cultural significance piece, I, I think it has to go to In Your Eyes because Say Anything is definitely the better movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, there you have it. It was against all odds. Phil Collins said it from the beginning and he couldn't pull it off. Uh, in Your Eyes is going to advance here in the love song division. All right. Uh, so let, next week, we're going to shift gears. Okay. We go to our final bracket. It is the montage bracket. All right. And the top seed is a, is a fighter from Philadelphia okay, named Rocky Balboa. Taken on the fourth seed, a small town girl, all right, trying to make it herself. Little movie called Flashdance. All right, so come back next week. Check us out on social media at Super Awesome Mix. Join in on the arguments and come back next week to check out another battle.